Welcome to Leading God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. A time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. What is sound doctrine? Well, it's built on the foundation of Christ. That has to be taught and established in the doctrine of Christ, not through the tradition of the elders that's made the word of God in none effect. Not after the rudiments of this world. Not after the philosophy of men. But after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There's one body. One body, one spirit. Not a spirit junior. Not a God junior. Not a second person of the Godhead. There is in this one chapter of Ephesians 4. One body, one spirit. Then whom you're calling, one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, Father of us all, and in us all. The Father of us all, that's in us all, is the mystery of godliness, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But there's many things that come against sound doctrine. And Paul tells this to young Timothy. In this second Timothy, this, uh, well, to add to Timothy, as a Titus as well, he states in Timothy that the Spirit speaketh expressly, 1 Timothy 4.1, that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having the conscience seared with a hard iron, forbidding the marrying of saints from meats, which God is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Literally going, teaching for doctrine of men in lieu of the doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Christ is that Christ is every office of the Spirit. Basically, that is in a capsule description. Christ is the Spirit and every office of the Spirit, every function of the Spirit. Christ is the Father, the administrative office of the Spirit. We see that in the one Spirit that Jesus is. In 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, all the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ. God is a Spirit. Jesus is that Spirit. He is the Lord. That Christ is a Spirit, Jesus, that created all things. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 states that. That Jesus Christ created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible, things seen and unseen, all were created by him, Jesus Christ. He is that spirit that in Philippians 2, 6, made himself of no reputation. He had to become a man, not a God-man, a man, literally, that made himself of no reputation, a self-imposed limitation upon his spirit that he will not Work as spirit, but work as a man, our kinsman redeemer. That kinsman redeemer is the servant. That God, Jesus himself, in that form of that spirit, God is that spirit. Jesus is that spirit. Thou do not robbery to be equal with God in every attribute. He is love. He is joy. He is peace. He is wisdom. He is understanding. He is prudence. He is all the attributes of God from the Allah to the Tav, the A to the Z. But that Jesus, 
because uh, he had to have a man for redemption to redeem us that were under the law. Look for a man. He was amazed he could find none because all were conceived in sin, shaping in iniquity. None good, no, not one. Therefore, God said himself in Isaiah 59, 16 and Isaiah 63, 5, that God prepared himself, his own arm, the arm of flesh, his own arm brought salvation to himself. That is stated, and it's also declared not only in the Torah and the Pentateuch, in Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, that there is only one Lord, but it is also declared in the prophets. Isaiah 43.10, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the invisible Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. And my servant, whom I have chosen. He chose this servant. They, who is that? What is the revelation of that? Well, the world says it's the second person of the Godhead. It says that the Spirit, Senior, begat and begot Spirit, Junior, before the foundation of the world. That's in the Chalcedonian definition of 451 AD. The Son of God, quoting, the Son of God, according to his Godhead, was begotten of the Father before the foundation of the world, unquote. That is a total blatant lie. There's no spirit junior. Christ is that spirit. The spirit of Christ that was in the Old Testament prophets that searched diligently into the grace that should come to us by that spirit. That's Jesus. He didn't reveal his name until he would take on a permanent abode, a permanent dwelling, a permanent tabernacle, and then and only then would he place his name there Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. When it proclaimed, testified the sufferings of Christ, it signified beforehand and testified of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. The sufferings of Christ is the Spirit, Christ Himself, God Almighty, the Father, Word, the Holy Ghost, would make Himself of no reputation a self-imposed limitation upon his spirit, Philippians 2, 6, and take upon him the form of a servant. That's the whole bottom line in the doctrine of Christ. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Son of the living God. Christ is the Son of Man. Christ is that spirit in every office and function of that one spirit. But the worldly, natural revelation that is been proclaimed for centuries in a false doctrine is that Jesus is the second person of the Godhead, not giving him the glory of the Father. And that's where we have missed it, which is an anti-doctrine of Christ. It's an anti-Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit. That's what has to be taught for the believer as a fundamental, foundational truth in Christ. That Christ is uh, Jesus, who is every office of the Spirit. Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Son of Man, but only one Spirit. 
The Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost is the invisible Spirit of God. Father's administrative office of the Spirit. That Word is the expression office of the same Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of the same Spirit. The Son of God is the redemptive office of the same Spirit. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the same Spirit. Christ is every office of that Spirit. And we see that in 1 John 2.22. Who is a liar but he denied that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, something in lieu of Christ, not hitting the mark, missing that mark. He has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He is that invisible Spirit of God. He is uh, that Creator, Christ, that created all things in Colossians 1, 16 to 17. He is that Word that of all things were made by Him. And without Him was anything made that was made. In the last days in Revelation 19, 13, we're going to see on His vesture dipped in blood, His name, that's Jesus, is called, invoked, the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. He has always been God, but in the days of His flesh, He made Himself of no reputation to take on the form of a servant. Who is that servant? Well, there, taken the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, found in fashion as a man, Philippians 2, 6-8. Well, therefore, He humbled Himself as a humiliation, of God himself that loved us so much that he became one of us. Provided himself a sacrifice for sin. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, exalted above the heavens, that every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is that Christ, is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. To the glory of the Father. He went to the glory of the Father. He made himself of no reputation to work salvation as a man made in under the law. There's no spirit senior that begot a spirit junior because we see that in Galatians 4 verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, not spirit senior, begot a spirit junior. No. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. The word came to Mary and said, you're going to bear a son and he will be called the son of the highest. He will save his people from their sin. The Holy Ghost, the Most High, the Father of glory, the word, will overshadow you she had to be in agreement. He said, be it unto thine handmaid according to thy word, what you have just spoken. Immediately she was impregnated. Who was that? Well, that young virgin, there become impregnated, the seed of the woman. There's Emmanuel, God with us. Not the son of God with us. God with us. The Lord. Or it's born in the city of David, Christ the Lord. Now, there's only one Lord. 
There's only one Christ, not two Christ. There's only one. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. It's not Christ Jr. Christ the Spirit, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, is Christ the man. Howbeit, in the days of his flesh, he was emptied of glory, a self-imposed limitation of making himself of no reputation, to take on the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, found in fashion as a man, humbling himself, even to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory to the glory of the Father. Just as Jesus stated in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying, O Holy Father, glorify me with thine own self, John 17, 5, with the glory I had with you before the world was. What glory is that? The glory that he put off in a self-imposed limitation, made himself of no reputation to take on the form of a servant. The question then remains, who is that servant? Who is the man, Christ Jesus? That has been debated for centuries, and very few have the revelation. But in the last days, when the judgments of God are manifest in the earth, all will know him from the least to the greatest. There'll be no doubt as who Jesus is, that he is that everlasting God. Looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, Titus 2.13. Who is this? Well, Isaiah 43.10 tells us exactly, according to that prophet, who he is. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. It sounds to the natural mind that that is another person. But it's not. Because God said his testimony that he gave of his son that he is the father revealed. So if you believe on Jesus, Jesus stated, if you believe on me, you believe not on me, you believe on him that sent me, the father of glory. You believe on God. It's manifested his name, the revealed name of God. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. The revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the only redemptive name of God that must be invoked and taken on in baptism. There, having the spiritual circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not a man, but of God. God's doing it now. In Isaiah 43, 10, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. And thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And my servant whom I have chosen. That you may know and believe me and understand. I am he, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Is that man, is the servant. And he explains it. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See, now that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, Isaiah 43, 15. Not a Holy Trinity, a Holy One. Now, God's revealing that, and how always has, in the Spirit of Truth, revealed that He is the only true God in eternal life, that Jesus is that Christ. He is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3, 17. But they will not endure sound doctrine, the time coming, warned of... Uh, the different epistles, Peter, Paul, all of them, Jude, James stated, time will come, they will not endure 
sound doctrine called good, evil, and evil good. Take a look at Titus, the second chapter. And we find that reading, verse 1, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. The aged women also, that they be in behavior, this is becoming holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, and teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. This is sound doctrine. We find that in the last days that it will be just exactly the opposite. We find it in 2 Timothy. The same thing that was exhorted by Paul to Titus, there again to his young son of the Lord, Timothy, in states. In 2 Timothy, the third chapter. This know also that in the last days, perilous times uh, shall come, dangerous times. We're living in those times now. That men shall be lovers of their own selves. That is, uh, they are in a self-exaltation, not exalting the Lord God Almighty, but themselves, lovers of themselves. They will be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. The ones that stand for good, they hate, despise it. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Why? Because they are of the world. And anyone that's of the world and love the world, the love of the Father is not in them. The love of Jesus. We are warned of this. And Romans, the first chapter, Paul speaking, says that the creation itself declares God's eternal power in Godhead so that it's unmistakably God, not a trinity, not a triune, but God himself, a self-existent, eternal spirit of God that created all, who is none other than Jesus Christ. There we find that the creation of the world, the things there that are invisible of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There's no excuse. Because that when they knew God, you see on the cross when Jesus died, and the death, burial, and resurrection. This is the true light. That light that every man that cometh to the world. We're without excuse. God at one time winked at ignorance, but now commandeth every man everywhere to repent. And Paul stated, knowing the terror of the Lord, we pray every man everywhere to repent. 
The fear of God is now taught by the precepts of men. No fear of God anymore. They blaspheme that holy name, Jesus, and don't bat an eye, don't even blush. Why? Because they're children of condemnation. They're taking the truth of God, turning it in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into the lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God that there's more than one. And there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. But has somehow they've hewed out a false doctrine of a triune God that does not exist. When we find they have changed the glory, the glory is to the glory of the Father. Philippians 2, 6-8. Jesus stated in John 2, 19, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. So the core problem of evil that comes upon the land is simply we do not give Jesus the glory due to him that he is the only everlasting God of glory. They're not looking for our great God and Savior in a glorious appearing in Titus 2.13. They're not looking for him. They're looking for a second person of the Godhead that the Father's going to send, which is a total lie. Well, they changed the glory. Who is Jesus? Well, glory. Who is he? The glory of the Father. You want to see the Father? Look at Jesus. That's what he said in John 14. And not your heart to be troubled. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house are many mansions. Why not so? I would have told you. Somebody said, my Father, that's right. He's made himself of no reputation to be a man made in under the law to redeem us that we're under the law. He did not cease and desist from being the father of glory. But the law was a wall, a separation, a partition between the spirit that Jesus is and always has been with the man, that body of flesh and blood made in under the law. So the law would separate and will separate until Jesus dies on the cross. There's the key. Philippians 2, 6 through 8, Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. You see, there's only only one, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Well, God is Christ. That's right. Christ, the Spirit, was in Christ, the man, redeeming the world back into himself, Christ. So I behoove Christ to suffer and then to enter into his glory. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name, singular name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, which is but one Spirit. And that's what God is revealing now. Because they want to change the glory, not giving Jesus the glory of the Father, that he's something less, that he's subordinate to the Father, that he's not the Father revealed. And because of that, that is why God turns over to a reprobate man because they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Romans 1. And he states there, what did they do? Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. They studied Greek and Hebrew and Latin, all the various chopping up the word of God in original Greek and original Hebrew, Aramaic, Chaldee, whatever the case is, Latin, and calling themselves wise. But they've changed the glory of the uncorruptible God that it's self-existent, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit that 
is everywhere not subject to time and space into an image made like to corruptible man. That Jesus, even in the days of his flesh and even in his glorification, is a second person of the Godhead standing at the right hand or seated at the right hand of God, but is not God. He is not the Father of glory. That is a lie. Because we see in Revelation 3, 21, that Jesus said, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's a place I prepared for you. But where did you go, Jesus? Where did the man Christ Jesus go? Jesus stated, even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, not a situation or positional state, but a forever settled state of glory that always is, has been, and always will be God. Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, down with my father in his throne. Not beside it, not around it, in it. So in his glorification, he went back to where he was before, the spirit of God, the father of glory, glorified by the father's own self. He has and is the father in glory, the man glorified by the father's own self. And he states there in John 16, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. I will show you plainly of the Father. And you will no more ask the Father in my name. You will ask in my name, and I'll say not. Then I'll pray the Father for you. For the Father loves me and has given all things to me. Glorify for the Father's own self. The glory of the Father. So all power in heaven and earth, Matthew 28, 18, is given unto Jesus coming out of the tomb, he states, all power in heaven and in earth is given to me. What is that? Glorified with the Father's own self, the glory of the Father. There in Acts 2.36, how high did Jesus go? Is he just sitting at the right hand of God? A place we prepared for us? Or is he, by his own definition, the Father of glory. When we take a good look at John 8, 13 through 27, the Pharisees did not understand that of that day. The Pharisees of today still do not understand it. And what is it? Basically the doctrine of Christ. That he is Christ, the Son of the living God in every office of the Spirit. He is the Father revealed. He said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Look at John 14. He said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way you know, Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whether I go. So how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh to the Father, not to the Son, to the Father, but by me. From henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Who? The Father. Now, Philip didn't get it. He said, Lord, Show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus stated, very important and essential to salvation. Jesus stated, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? The question is, where's your Father? Philip said, show us your Father. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Me, Philip, 
the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe that believe me that I'm in my Father, or my Father is in me, or else believe me for the works' sake. What works? Well, you heal the sick, cleanse the liver, raise the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, the captive went free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me, not in us, in me. Well, he is the Father. He is the Spirit. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He's the Son of God. He's the Son of Man. That's but one Spirit. And that's what the revelation of Jesus Christ, by judgments being revealed in the earth, seals, trumpets, and vials, will reveal that Jesus is the everlasting God, the Alpha and Omega, the aloft through the top, the A to the Z of everything God is. In Revelation 1a, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. 1 Timothy 6.15, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, not two or three, not a second person of the Godhead, the only potentate, that is a capital P, the omnipotent, that's the Almighty, who only hath immortality. This is a Jesus-only doctrine. It's a doctrine of Christ. Dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. The man Christ Jesus has been glorified for the Father's own self. You'll see that in John 8, 13 through 27. The Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. One spirit, not two, not three. One. The Greek word is heis. H-E-I-S, the very same self, one spirit. Not two, not three. Therefore, the record, the Pharisees say to Jesus, you're not the Father. You're not the Word. You're not the Holy Ghost. You're not the God of glory. You're just a man. That's what they're initially saying to Jesus. You bear record of yourself, John 8, 13. Your record's not true. Call him a liar. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. You just don't see it. I'm one that bear record of myself. My father that sent me, he beareth record of me. They're saying, well, they didn't see the father. They don't understand Jesus is that spirit manifest in the days of his flesh. You've seen me, you've seen the father. That's his uh, statement of truth. He goes on and says, it's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. Now he goes to the testimony, the true testimony, the true faith, which is the testimony of Jesus. If we believe in that testimony, we believe in God's witness of his own son, his testimony that God is true. To the son he saith, I throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, there has anointed, with, anointed thee with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Who is he? He had the spirit of God without measure. All that the Father is revealed in, a, in the days of his flesh. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And Jesus stated there in John 8, 13 on. He said, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. The true testimony of God. The testimony of Jesus. I am one that beareth witness of myself. 
and my Father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's the true Christ, who is only one. They said, the Pharisees said, where is your father? They just don't get it. They don't get it today. They didn't get it back then. They still do not get it today. The revelation. Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father. That's what he said uh, in John 14 to Philip. And there, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. How sayest thou then, show us the father, Philip? The words that I speak, I speak not of myself. The father that dwells, houses permanently in me, a permanent abode forever, throughout eternity. He's the one doing the works. There, he states there again in John 8, 13 through 27, Jesus states his identity without a shadow of a doubt. You're from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. Moreover, Jesus spake these words in the treasury. No man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Then Jesus said, I go my way. Whether I go, you cannot come. Where's he going? He's going back to his former glory as the father of glory. I go my way. He's going to the father. Not beside him, to him, sat down in the father's throne, glorified with the father's own self. John 17, 5, Philippians 2, 6 through 8. That's where he's going. There, not speaking anymore in Proverbs, showing us plainly of the father. There, he said, there to them, where I go, you cannot come. He's going back to the Father. Be glorified with the glory of the Father. Not the glory of the Son, the glory of the Father. And that's where most miss it. Well, the ones that have the true revelation of Jesus are seeing it and proclaiming that to the world, to the nations. And those will be the ones that will preach the everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. Well, the Pharisees said, well, will he kill himself? Because he says, whether he goes, we cannot come. He must be talking about killing himself. Look at John 8, 24. The question is, where's your father? Jesus states, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Now, this is essential for salvation. If we do not have this revelation of Jesus, that he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God in every all fullness. Nothing short. Every attribute of God, Jesus says, he said, we will die in our sins. We can say we've asked Jesus to come into our heart. We said we've said the sinner's prayer. Without the revelation of Jesus and knowing who he is, saved through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he said, you will die in your sins. This they understood not. He spake to them of the Father. They still don't understand it today. So they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into that of a corruptible man. Our second person, not certainly not the glory of the Father. And that's what it states there. Paul's talking to the church at Rome. States, they've changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. And the birds and the four-footed beasts and the creeping things, wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. 
or heart that flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. We have to believe what God said. God said, I am that servant. Before me, there is no God formed, neither shall be after me. But if we do not have that revelation, uh, Ashtar, Tammuz, we have uh, uh, there in Isis, the God of Egypt, the goddess of Egypt, Ashtar, Tammuz, all these ones that they sacrificed children to in the Old Testament is still alive today. And these gods that are taking away from the glory of God and they are, are worshiping the queen of heaven. And that's what we're seeing. It's a spiritual warfare. They're rooted and founded in Isis. That's the queen of Egypt. She said, I said a queen. I am no widow. That's Mr. Babylon, the great mother of violence and abominations of the world. I said a queen. I am no widow. And I will see no sorrow, no birth pangs, no tribulation, no persecution. And that's what most of the church world believes. They will have no tribulation, no persecution. They will be pre-tribulation raptured out of this last great day work of the ministry when uh, there will be a great warfare, the great red dragon that will come against the man-child, the church of the living God. They deny it. Because of that, they said uh, that they worship the creature more than the creator. Somebody said, we hadn't done that. Second person of the Godhead. No, we've missed it. Why? Because Isaiah 9, 5. And to us, a child is born. And to us, a son is given. And the government shall rest upon his shoulder. Who is he? And his name shall be called. His very essence and intrinsic value of who he is. That essence and the knowledge of God. His name shall be called Wonderful, Full of Wonder, Only Used of God. Counselor, the Mighty God, not the Mighty Son of God. Many will say, He's the Everlasting Son. No, He's not. He's the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And because of that, we have opened the door in the various nations, becoming uh, evil and more evil. And the more that we turn, the more seven other devils worse than them come in because we break down the hedge. Immediately a serpent bites us. Break down that wall, a bear meets us. Righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness is how grace reigns. Grace reigns through righteousness, which grace comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1 is only one God. Because we turn this truth into a lie. Then the door is open for the enemy to come in. And do the things that are unnatural affection. One that is born there, a male, in this society now, can elect to become a female. And vice versa. This is contrary to the creation of God himself. The creation that literally declaring his eternal power and Godhead. God created all in his image. In the image of God created he them, male and female created he them, not more than these two genders. But yet, man, thinking they were, that they are wise, have become fools. And we will reap the reward. 
The ones that know their God will be strong and do exploits. We are not to be shaken by the evil in this world, but we're to come out of her and be separated. Stand for the truth. We deny God, deny our Lord Jesus Christ, deny that he is the Christ, the God, the Father of glory. He'll deny us. But we confess him, he'll confess us. That's where we are today. We're seeing this unnatural affection, inordinate feelings there that are contrary to God and his word. The gospel of Jesus Christ is under attack. And it will become worse and worse as evil men and seducers wax worse and worse. Saved in the word of God. Scoffers will come and say, where's the promise of his coming? Everything remains the same as it was. That we think we can save the planet. God alone will show that he's God before artificial intelligence does it, before some zombies destroy it, before some world war destroys it. God himself will show himself that he is the only true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ. And there's not a second person of the Godhead and certainly the only true God in eternal life who is Jesus only. That's the message for today. He is the Christ, which has not been taught in most churches, thinking that Christ was just a man. And Jesus covered that himself. Matthew twenty-two forty-two. Jesus states to those Pharisees, Sadducees that had been asking them questions, said, I have a question for you. What think you of Christ? Whose son is he? They said, he's the son of David. Well, he is the son of David according to the flesh. They say, just a man. There's the man, the flesh man, Jesus. But Jesus then stated the truth of who he is. And he quotes Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Set thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. People say, well, there's, there's two there. The Lord said unto my Lord, which Ephesians 4 said there's only one Lord. How can that be? That's what Jesus is addressing. The Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, said unto my Lord, capital L, small case, O-R-D. The capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, is the self-existing eternal spirit of God, Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, or Yahweh, or Jehovah, Jehovah. That is the self-existent eternal spirit of God. And he said, said unto my Lord, David speaking. Who's the my Lord? My Lord is capital L, small case O-R-D, Adon. Not, not Jehovah, not the Tetragrammaton, but Adon. The man who is God revealed. Why would he speak to it? Because in the days of his flesh, he's going to glorify his own human back to himself, breaking down the middle wall of partition, the law, nailing the ordinance of the law to his cross, and thereby breaking down that middle wall of partition, making peace and one new man. The new man, who is he? Jesus Christ. In the days of his flesh was our kinsman and redeemer, one like us, showing us the way, the truth, and life. After his glorification, who is he? Well, he raised up his own body from the dead as he stated he would do in John 2, 19. Destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. The Jews said 46 years when they had built this temple. You're going to raise it up in three days, Jesus spake of the temple of his body. 
Romans 1, 4, he's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit. How? By the resurrection from the dead, proclaiming and showing that he is God declared to be God manifest in the flesh, the Son of God. There, Jesus gives us that truth. All that he did, fulfilling the law, he came into the world to die for the sin of the world. By doing that, keeping the law in every aspect, he that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And it's not the, the keeping of the law, the righteousness which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. And faith requires obedience, which is the testimony of Jesus. We'll get into the depth of the word of God to those of you that have an ear to hear. And we'll talk about the last day work of the ministry in the revelation of Jesus Christ, where we, the body of Christ, will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. They're the zoe, the living creatures, the lion, man, calf, and eagle. These are the ones that, that will be sealed in Revelation 7, and only those will be sealed. Those uh, that are will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations, the gospel of the kingdom, the word of God. For there only the apocalyptic sealing will be to those servants of God will be sealed in their forehead. Those are the ones that have grown from newborn babies to little children that know that he's the father. That's not enough. Going to young men, the word of God is strong in them. They've overcome the wicked one. Still not enough. They've grown to full grown fathers. Small case L. Those are the ones that have known him that's from the beginning, as John states in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Now we're going into the depth of the word, the work of the ministry, the seals, trumpets, and vials, and the sealing is so important that in Revelation 9, the fifth trumpet, that a key to the bottom of the spit is given to the angel that comes out of Baton and Apollyon and a locust horde, the destroyer. And it said to them, Hairs like women, teeth like lions, said, hurt only those men that have not the seal of God in their foreheads. It's imperative that we are sealed. The ones that do not worship God in the, the faith of Jesus, that he is the true and only potentate, the only God Almighty, who only hath their mortality, will not be sealed. This is the work of God, judgment laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet. This has surprised the hypocrite in this work that God will do. And uh, when it does all that are not in and hit the mark, having the seal of the living God in their forehead will not be able to stand in these whoa, whoa, whoa trumpets which are yet to sound. Tune in. We're going to go into the word and the sealing of it. Those of you that are listening, and you know it's the word of God, the Holy Ghost is bear witness, has borne witness with your spirit and your conscience bearing you witness on the Holy Ghost. You need to contact me. Our ministers here are waiting to hear from you where we can work together. Don't stand alone. The body of Christ is coming together. I'm not talking about a local church either. I'm talking about the body of Christ. The body of Christ, which is of Christ. The body is of Christ. The one body. 
that one spirit in whom you are called in one hope of your calling. We either hit that mark or we miss it. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is a father of us all. Jesus Christ, the father of glory. Above all and in us all. The trumpet call is going out to the land, both the trumpet in Zion, sounding alarm in God's holy mountain and saying, alas, alas for the day, the day of the Lord cometh. And as a destruction from the Almighty, so shall it come. Wars, rumors of wars, yes. It's increasing with intensity and frequency. Everyone knows that. We're talking about the depth of the word of God here, which is the only way a person will be sealed. Not just a little Sabbath day. Not just an observance of one claiming to be a Sabbath. But we're talking about the word of God. Being sealed, knowing them that word of God, that God knows them that are his and will seal those. We see in 1 John 2, verse 13 and 14, I write to you fathers because you've known him as from the beginning and him that's from the beginning is the word of God. Going into the depth of the word, not just the Pentecostal word, not in the season of Pentecost, which has been over 2,000 years that we've been there in a Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the last day reign, the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, asking the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign. The Lord promised to make bright clouds and send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. It's a latter growth after the king's mowings in Amos 7. God's doing it now. He's mowing down what we have had in a growth in Pentecost. Now lifting up this latter growth of tabernacles. Not Pentecostals anymore, but tabernacleists to those that have an ear to hear. We must move. We must come together. The ones that sit there and do nothing will have absolutely nothing. The ones that act in obedience unto faith, they're in uh, sealing uh, their testimony with their own blood. They're not by faith and speaking faith alone, but faith being made perfect there in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness. Those are the ones that will be for the saving of their soul through having the seal of the living God in their foreheads that God is doing now to those that have an ear to hear. Don't wait. Many of you are listening. We know that because we've had our downloads tripled in the last month. The word is getting out. You're talking one to another. You're saying, how about this? God has ordained it. Not us. We're nothing. We're just pop the rag, shine your shoes. We're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have no righteousness or no holiness that this should be done through us. But the Lord does it for his honor, for his glory. And he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him. There's no unrighteousness in him. Just as Jesus said, he that believeth on me, believes not on me, but on him that sent me. Those are the one God, Jesus only, doctrine of Christ that God is doing now. You must move. I plead with you. If God has dealt with you, then please move by faith and contact me. You can email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org Again, not for righteousness or holiness, but for his name's sake. 
we must come together. If we do not turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, 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 fathers, God promised I'll smite the earth with a curse. The burden's on us. The Lord is doing His will, His word, as according to His purpose. It is up to us to obey unto righteousness and obedience unto righteousness unto holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Contact me, dennisbeard.org, sailinggodspeople.org, sailinggodspeople.com, jcic.tv, many different areas on websites that you can contact me or email me at sailinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. I will contact you immediately where we will work together, lifting up the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ, the only true God and eternal life. There's not another. God's sealing us now. Don't miss it. Now, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to meeting you. I look forward to working with you in the, the true ministry and the gospel of the kingdom being preached to all the world for witness to all nations. Now we're praying for each individual member of the body of Christ that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.